You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. And all together, lift up your hands in this beautiful place. Come on, from the front to the back, even the people up there on the second floor, and all you who are watching online, and say this with me. Today, I receive all of God's love for me. Today, I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today, I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today, I open myself to God's Word so that I become more like Jesus every day. Today, I proclaim that I'm God's beloved, I am God's servant, and I'm God's powerful champion. Shout this out. And because I am blessed, I am blessing the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Can I invite you to lift up a hand as we sing in honor of God's Word? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I'll break open the word in a few moments, but I want to give to you our big message for today. This is the message that we want you to take home. We want you to chew on and digest and hopefully by God's grace, it will produce fruits in your life. Are you ready for this message? Can you preach the message to the 421 people around you? Is this okay? All right. So turn to 421 people and say, friend, listen to God's voice. Amen. Today, God is going to speak. How many of you believe that? God is going to speak over your situation. I don't know where you come from, where you've been, where you're going to, but I believe that God has a word for someone here. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will use this to convict you, to change you, and ultimately to transform you. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. One more time, lift up your hands. And let's say in honor of God's word. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Give the Lord a big hand. Praise Him today. Acknowledge that He is good. Ah, praise God. You can take your seats. On your way down your chair, say to someone, God is going to speak to you right now. I want to lay down the foundation of our talk for this morning. So the message is, listen to God's voice. Can I share with you a very quick story? Just a quick, quick story. If you visit our home uh, and you sit down with me and my wife and our kids, this is the usual conversation that happens in our home every day now. We have a five-year-old son, very curious, very inquisitive, somebody who likes asking questions. So he would often come to me, ask me a question. And it never fails that after he asks me a question, he would turn to the mom and says, Mom, is that true? Is that telling the truth? 
Raise your hand if you've got a dad just like me who, 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 who you always doubt whether he's telling the truth. Come on. If you've got a parent like that, you got to have a second opinion with the mom. There always has to be a confirmation. Mom, is that true? See, that, that's the season that we're in. And I think that's a good habit of, of wanting to check if that's really the truth. See, a very wise man by the name of John Escoto, he's one of our builders, he said this to me a long time ago. He said, you know, bro, there are two ways of questioning. The first is you question because you want to challenge the integrity of the statement of that person. You want to argue, you want to debate. That's the first type of questioning. But there's a second type of questioning. You question simply because you want to appreciate. You want to understand more. And see, a lot of people oftentimes get offended when somebody questions them because they think that it's the second type of questioning or the first one. They think that they want to argue with you. They think that they want to have a debate. They want to challenge that. But not knowing that that person really wants to ask a question so that they can understand. Over yung reaction, di ba? Grabe ang OA kasi kala nila chinachallenge yung, yung question. But it, I, I, I believe this that it's good to never settle for the surface level. To continually seeking for the truth because that's how we get wisdom. When we try to find the truth. But you see, in also trying to find the truth in seeking answers, I believe that we also need to look for the right source. How many of you believe that? That you need to talk to the right people? Because if you end up talking to the wrong source, you know how in the internet when you visit a site that's, that's unverified, it will give you a warning, untrusted source? You got to watch out for people like that. You got to use your head if you're talking to the right people because sometimes the source is bad. And that's what happens and what happened to Eve in the Bible. I'm going to go a little bit backwards. I know we're in the book of Numbers, but I'll give to you this beautiful reading, a backstory that happens in Genesis chapter 3. And it says that the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals that the Lord God had made. And one day, the serpent asked the woman, did God really say? Can you say that? Did God really say? Did God really say you must not eat from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we're not allowed to eat. And God said, you must not eat it or even touch it because if you do, you will die. And then the serpent says this, you won't die. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it and you will be like God knowing both good and evil. See, here's the thing. In the very first place, Eve shouldn't have been in that conversation with the serpent to begin with. I mean, if she only knew that that serpent was not to be trusted, it was unverified source. Here's a lesson for all of you today. You need to stay away from conversations where you know that the other person will do anything just to win the argument, even fabricate the truth. Am I preaching the truth? Yeah. Stay away from conversations where people will... You know the term victim mentality? How some people, they, they feel like they're always the victim and it's never their fault and it's always the other person's fault. You need to stay away from conversations like that because listen, listen to me. When the wolf tells the story, the shepherd is always the enemy. When it's the villain that's telling the story, the version on that story, the hero always becomes the bad guy. 
So always remember when you're talking to somebody and you feel like this person is trying so hard. I know the truth, but this person is trying so hard that you already know that it's not good. So you walk away from conversations like that. And this happened. We're going to switch now to the book of Numbers. Because in the story here that we're going to read in the book of Numbers, Moses sends out some spies in the land of Cana to spy the land. In fact, it says in Numbers chapter 13, verse 1, Send out men to explore the land of Cana, the land I am giving to the Israelites. This is what God says. Send one leader from each of the 12 ancestral tribes. And so Moses sends all of these spies, he instructed them. It says in verse 17, Moses gave the men these instructions as he sent them out to explore the land. And here's the instructions. Go north through the Negev into the hill country and see what the land is like. And find out whether the people living there are strong or weak, few or many. And then he says, see what kind of land they live in. Is it good or bad? Do their towns have walls or are they unprotected like other camps? Is the soil fertile or poor? Are there many trees? Do your best to bring back samples of the crops you see. You know, when I was reading this, I rem it, was, it reminded me of every Filipino mom. You know, when a Filipino mom tells you to do one thing, anak, aalis lang ako, pupunta lang ako sa tindahan or magtatrabaho lang ako, pero pwede ka bang magsaing na habang wala ako. Tapos linisin mo na rin yung kwarto, tapos magwalis ka na rin ng, ng bahay, tapos ilaban mo na rin yung mga mandatubing damit, tapos bumili ka na rin kay Aling Pepay ng patis na kulang. Sino may ganyang nanay? Yung parang tuloy-tuloy yung utos. Katabi mo ba yung nanay mo? I pray that, that she's not with you. <laughs> parang feeling mo yung nanay mo. Ganito yung tingin sa kamay natin. Can we show the picture? I'm just one person in the universe. It's not a multiverse. That's how I felt like, you know, Moses was giving all of these instructions. But you see, let me highlight something here that reminds us of Genesis chapter 3. Moses says, he instructs the spies to go around in the land and then he says this question. He says, is it good or bad? God already promised this land to the Israelites. But then Moses somehow needed a confirmation. Go and see what the land is like. Spy it out. See what kind of land they live in. Is it good or bad? In other words, Moses was saying, in your eyes, is it good or is it bad? This was the same trick that the serpent did. He wanted Eve to determine whether this apple was good or bad based on her own judgment. See, that's the problem with a lot of us. We get into trouble when we try to define good or bad according to our own terms. And so now we're thinking, is it really bad? I mean, everybody else is doing it. Maybe it's not that bad. Everybody seems to think that in this company, this is the culture that they're doing. So maybe it's not really bad. Maybe it's acceptable. So now you're, you're justifying what God said was bad because somebody told you five weeks ago that it's not bad, that you should steal a little bit of bond paper from your company. Or, or maybe because daddy and mommy give a white lie every now and then. So maybe you're now thinking, maybe lying is not that bad because mommy and daddy are doing it. Because my best friend said it's okay. And my best friend is cheating on our boyfriend. So maybe it's okay. Maybe it's not so bad after all. So what's happening is that now we're so confused and we no longer trust what God says is bad and what God says is good. 
Listen to God's voice. That's the message for today. And we're going to give you four sub-messages. I pray that you, you, you receive this. Here's the first message. Stop looking for an easy life. Can you, can you preach that to someone right now and say, friend, stop looking for an easy life. I know you've been praying that God would lift that burden from you, but stop praying that it would be easy. That's the message. I'll read to you how Moses sends out the 12 spies to explore the land. Here's what they found out. Okay, listen to this. When they came to the valley of Eskol, they cut down a branch with a single cluster of grapes so large that it took two of them to carry it on a pole between them. And they also brought back samples of the pomegranates and figs. And then after surveying the land for 40 days, this is what they reported. Listen to this. My goodness, this is so good. We entered the land you sent to explore, they said to Moses. And it is indeed a beautiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. They give him the grapes. And then they said, but. Everybody say, but. But the people living there are powerful. In life, there's a lot of buts. I'm blessed, but. I'm happy, but. I'm good, but. I mean, wouldn't life just be amazing if you just said, I'm blessed, period, without a but? There should nothing be. The reason why sometimes we feel like we're not fully blessed is because we're, there's a but right after your sentence. You declare the goodness of God, but. There's always a reason for us to complain. That was the talk last week, right? How we always have this habit of complaining. Life could be good, but there's always something missing. What if you learn how to live your life knowing that, yes, life is difficult, but that's, that's the way of life. Bruce Lee said this, don't pray to have an easy life. Instead, pray for the strength to endure a difficult one. That's beautiful. Stop praying that you would have an easy life. Because the truth is, the only way that God can deepen your faith and strengthen your resolve is if you have to face a few giants here and there. Amen? You gotta go through a little problem here and there. Otherwise, you'd have a weak life. If you've never had to go through problems and your life was just full of rainbows and reindeers and unicorns and all these good stuff, you never have a... A strong life. But when, when, when life is hard, that's when you know you're strong because you've been through some stuff. How many of you have been through some stuff in life and you can tell that that stuff really taught you? Raise your hand. Amen. Amen. So don't pray for an easy life. Here's the second one. Your fears enlarge your enemies. I love this point. Let's read the, the verse. We'll continue with the verse where they said, but the people living there are powerful. And their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. You see, the, 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 the Anakims, they were giants. And so I'll tell you a giant story afterwards, but I'll read to you the rest of the story. One of the spies that was hearing this report about this complaint, they were saying the land is filled with milk and honey, but, but the people living there are powerful. There's a guy here named Caleb, and he says, he's a little bit different from them. He says, let's go at once and take the land. We can certainly conquer it. He's a little bit different. He's a little more courageous than the other people. The other people said, no, but the land is, there, there are a lot of people there. But you see, here's the thing. This is a lesson for some of you who are listening to this. Caleb is just one person. 
the majority are saying that the land cannot be conquered. See, when the majority speaks, when the mob speaks, they have a loud voice. Do you agree with me? And even if it's the wrong voice, it can be a loud voice and it can swing you. It can influence you. It can impact you. Meanwhile, there's only one guy by the name of Caleb saying, let's go and take the land. We can certainly conquer it. You see, the way God speaks, sometimes God will not speak in a loud voice. God often speaks in a whisper, just like he whispered to Elijah. Because it often means that God only needs to whisper it because he's that close to you. That's why you have to train your spirits, train your soul to listen to God's voice. Otherwise, if the mob is too loud and the noise of the world is just too loud, it's going to drown out God's voice. So one more time, tell the person beside you, listen to God's voice. And then they said this because of fear. The other spies even said, we can't go up against them. They're stronger than we are. And instead of, of focusing on the land flowing with milk and honey, this is what they did. The land we traveled to, through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. Now they're telling the bad news. All the people was, we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the, 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 the descendants of Anak. And next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. You see what, we're, what they were doing was they were focusing too much on their fear. How many of you know that what you focus on grows? What you focus flourishes. So when you focus on your fear too much, your fear grows. But what you need to be doing right now is that you focus on your faith so that your faith will be the one to rise up. Speaking of giants, once upon a time, there was a guy named David. You know David? David faced a giant named Goliath. Everybody, when they saw Goliath, they said, he's too big to kill. You know what David thought? And this is just my version. David said, he's not too big to kill. He's too big to miss. In that situation, everybody thought it was an impossible obstacle. But to David, it was an incredible opportunity for God to show his strength and goodness. When you come upon your giants this week, I'm telling you, this message is for you. When you come upon your giants this week, don't look at it as an impossible obstacle. Instead, you say, this is an incredible opportunity for my God to shine. Amen. So instead of looking at it from the lens of fear, look at it from the lens of faith and watch how your almighty God will melt away your fears. Can we give the Lord a big hand? I'm going to call on my very, very good friend who will preach the rest of the message. God bless you. Please welcome everybody, John Ben Rodriguez. God is good. Are you being blessed so far? I want you to elbow the person beside you. Can you look at that person and tell that person, be prepared for more hard truths. I particularly love what we're doing here at the feast because we are never afraid to do the hard conversations. Do you love that? Because I believe that if there's any place that we have to talk about the truth, even the difficult and the hard truths, this is the perfect place to do it because we are in the presence of God. And the truth that we get to absorb in the presence of God and in the presence of the community that is anointed by God, will help us navigate life so we will end up victorious. Do you agree? 
Can you look at the person beside you? Is that person victorious already? Amen. We can all be victors because today God sent again His Spirit to empower us. So let's move to the third message. The third message is this. Don't switch God's labels. Okay, because to put it simply, I love the discussion of Brother Odi earlier because he was talking about the intricacies of how we develop truths, good and bad in our mind. But to put it simply now, the goal of the enemy for you to fail in your life it's this simple. He wants you to eventually call a bad thing a good thing and to call a good thing a bad thing. Nakuha nyo? Simpleng strategy. Pagpapalitin niya lang. E di ba? So kung yung akala mong bad, good, eh di okay pala to, good. Before you know it, you're already doomed. So if we go back to what the spies were saying, it's like they switch what, what God's promise is for the promised land. In Genesis 3 language, the spies were saying, do not eat of the fruit of the tree of life, which is God's promised land, or you will die. Does that sound familiar? Where have you heard it? In the Garden of Eden. But did you notice the slight fabricated difference. Did you notice? Konting review, ah. Genesis 2, chapter 9 says, there are many trees in the Garden of Eden with delicious fruit, and they can eat any of those. In the middle of the garden were two trees. How many? One is the tree of life, and the other tree is the tree of the knowledge of the good and evil. And God particularly said, you can eat Everything, Genesis 2, chapter 16, you can eat everything except the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So what the spies are saying now, you cannot eat from the tree of life. But in the original context, God was saying you can eat from the fruit of the tree of... Look at the person beside you. Tell that person, you can eat later after the feast. <laughs> Not here. So you see the inversion. They are now telling that you cannot go to the promised land because you will die there. Remember what the Lord did in Genesis? So the people became confused. Back then in Genesis 3, the challenge was simple. God was forbidding them from eating something and they must not eat it. But they failed, they ate it. Now, the challenge is different. God is giving them something to receive, but they don't want to receive it. Can you look at the person beside you? Receive it. Receive what God is giving you today. And that is what, what message three is about. That's why people, when, when, when people have successfully shifted the labels, they become easy to be deceived. So warning, it's easy to be deceived. I heard of a story, this is a very sad story, of a prayer leader. Both husband and wife were prayer leaders. The husband was even serving as a Eucharistic lay minister. But one day, the husband tells the wife, I'm leaving you for a younger woman after 23 years of marriage. And the wife was confused. What happened to you? 
The man answered, because I've been praying for this and I have never felt love so strong like this for this woman. And I believe God wants me to be happy. So I think this is God's will. Hello. It's easy to say to the person, hello, are you drugs? Another story is this. It's about Bill and Mildred. Bill is a billionaire. Mildred is a millionaire. So one night, Bill approaches Mildred and tells Mildred, Mildred, I think things are not fair between us. There is injustice between us, but to settle this, what I feel now, just give me a portion of your business. Backstory, Mildred started a business early on in her working life, and the business became humongous anymore. So when Bill, the billionaire, was already asking Mildred for a portion of the business that he, he doesn't even own, Mildred was confused. Why are you even asking that? You're 10 times richer than me. Why do you need the money? And then Bill answers, it's not about who's richer. It's about what's, being, what's right and what's fair. You started your business with a little help from our parents. So technically, we both own the business. And Mildred answered, no. I used the money I saved when I was working to start this business. You were never involved. And Bill answered, regardless, it's impossible. You got help from our parents anyway. Give me a portion of the business. You know what happened? Ask me what happened. In the ending, here's what happened. To just give peace for the life of Mildred and his family, she gave a portion of the business to Bill. Because in Bill's mind, he was doing the right thing. The enemy has successfully deceived Bill to finally think that what I'm doing is for justice, what I'm doing is right. And I'm sure most of you here will say, Brother JB, that will never happen to us. Ang linaw-linaw eh, di ba? Parang napaka-absurd naman yung mga examples mo. Whom among you here are sure, I, I will not be like that, hearing those stories. Di ba? You can say with confidence, no, I will not be like that. But I believe that is the very thing that the enemy wants to exploit within, uh, within us today. That, that, yung confidence natin na yun. Because reality is this. I want you to lean on this, to chew on this, because this is very important. Reality Switching labels does not happen in an instant. It's a slow fade. Black and white that are clearly separable becomes muddled. It becomes gray. You don't recognize it anymore. Can you, can you elbow the person beside you? Tell that person it's a slow fade. It's the little things that you allow the enemy to feed you that transitions you to this path. Very classic example. How does adultery begin? I'm sure of you, husbands, who are husbands here? Can you raise your hands? I'm sure that you chose your wife and that person become your, became your wife. It's because if it's a pageant, she is Miss Universe. She topped among all the contestants in your life and the possible options and you zeroed in to this one special and beautiful person that is your wife. Agree, husbands? Boyfriends, agree? For your girlfriends? Or can you look at the Miss Universe of your life? Tell that person, I'm so blessed to have you. Amen? At naniniwala ko, guys, ganito. Wala namang biglang sasabihin mo, iwan ako na nga to, hanap akong iba. 
it's always a slow fade. One day, you're going to your office, a new colleague comes in, it's a beautiful woman, turns out, type mo pa, tapos yung empty cubicle beside you, dun siya uupo. Tapos ka-teammate mo pa, so kasama sa team meetings. So the enemy start, starts pouring in ideas in your head. The enemy will say, ah, I think you should get the number so that in case there's an emergency, you can text. Or there are office matters, you can text. Oh, it's raining outside. Nakauwi. Kailangan safe siya. Ihatid mo kaya. Di ba ganyan ang mga gentlemen? And if you listen to that and give in, that is the enemy slowly trying to change your labels. Are you getting my point? And before you know it, if you say yes to yes to those inversions, boom, one day, it's full-blown adultery. Are you getting my point? That's why I love, I love this song from Casting Crowns. They are a Christian rock band that I listened to several years back. The lyrics of the song goes, uh, goes like this. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. It's the second glance that ties your hands as darkness pulls the strings. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. When flattery leads to compromise, the end is always near. Be careful with even the flattering comments you give to people of the opposite sex, okay? It's a slow fade when you give yourself away. It's a slow fade when black and white have turned to gray. And thoughts will invade. Choices will be made. A price will be paid when you give yourself away. People never crumble in the day. Families never crumble in a day. It's a slow fade. Can you look at the person beside you? Tell that person, it's a slow fade. So my warning now today, another hard truth is this. Watch out if you are constantly justifying your actions. It's a sign that they may be wrong already. Your inner conscience is revolting. I believe that our conscience is always linked to the Holy Spirit, stirring us up and disturbing us when things are not okay. Because our mind will always find reasons to justify Diba? Classic example, debt. I don't believe that any person here would want to be in consumer debt as a plan. Okay, 2023, this is my new goal, to max out all my credit cards. I will start in month one, credit card number one. Month two, I will start with credit card number two. No one, no one plans like that. But how does it happen? It's a slow fade. You're tired from office work, and then the enemy whispers at you, deserve mo yan, girl! Mag-splurge ka ng konti. Diba? Deserve mo yan, girl. Ikaw nagpapaalal sa kapatid mo. Ikaw nagtutusto sa magulang mo. Deserve mo yan. Deserve mo yan rebound. Ano ba yun tawag doon? A rebound. Okay. <laughs> diba? I'm not talking about if you have money that you can spend. It is within your budget. I'm talking about spending money that you don't even own. Diba? Deserve mo yan. Self-love yan. Ingat. Because the enemy can even use beautiful things, craft it with minor inversions. Eventually, you end up with twisted meanings already. And the sad thing is this. When you have successfully shifted the labels in a slow fade manner, the enemy will begin to rejoice. 
because you have switched successfully without you even knowing. Do you agree? Elbow the person beside you. And tell that person, let's help each other to guard each other's hearts. Amen? Kaya alam nyo guys, kung babalikan natin, I love that Brother Odi was also talked about Adam and Eve in the garden. Because I believe even in the way that we understood what happened with the serpent and the tempting of Adam and Eve, we believe, kasi when I was reflecting about this, I was telling myself, ganun ba kagalibol si Adam and Eve? Na isang sabi lang ng serpent, uy, kainin mo to, okay yan, kinain na nila agad. I don't think they're that gullible because first and foremost, they're created in the image of God. And number two, they know the love of God and they know God. I'd like to believe that the serpent came in the garden not in a form of a vicious and vile creature. Yeah, eat this, my precious. Not like that. I believe the serpent entered the garden in the form of an assuming kumare to Eve. A kumare that is with infinite levels of bad influence and a marites. So one day, Eve goes to the garden ready to harvest the food for the day and here comes Maring Serpent. Maring Serpent said, Mars, good morning! Anong ulam mo today, Mars? Ay, Mars, hinug na dito yung mga mangga, pitas ka. Tapos may talbos ng kamote dito. Dali, kuha ka, Mars. Ay, Mars, look, oh. Namunga na tong isang puno. Mukhang masarap, Mars. Natry mo na yan. And what, what will Eve say? Mars, hindi pwede. Sabi ni Lord, lahat pwede, yan lang di bawal. Ay, Mars, tingnan mo, ang laki ng bunga. Hitik na hitik. Parang juicy. Pwede naman siguro, Mars. Fruits nga, di ba, Mars? Healthy yan. So I believe Eve had the integrity, day one, to say, no, that's not God. Day two, Eve comes back, Mars, kamusta ka na? Nung ulam niyo today, gano'n. Oh, Mars, tingnan mo to. Pati natin itry to, Mars. And days went on, days went on. Until finally, Eve said, Mars, try na natin. Are you getting my point? Look at the person beside you. Tell that person, you're not gullible. But you still have to guard your heart. Amen? This leads me to the fourth message of the talk today. Be a messenger of God's voice, not the serpent's. Let's go back. Baliktad naman, no? Let's go back to the story. Numbers chapter 14, verse 1 to 4. Their voices rose against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died in Egypt or even here in the wilderness, they complained. Why is the Lord taking us to this country only to have us die in battle? Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as, as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? Then they plotted among themselves. Let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. Be careful. Because sometimes, I know you have good intentions. Do you agree? Who among you here believe that all people have good intentions? There was even a saying that says, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. 
So be careful because if you share the message to others, you might be like the unassuming marrying serpent, Marites, that is already leading people astray. Like these people, the spies, deja vu, it's like Exodus. When they were grumbling in the wilderness, bad news spread. So again, it's horrible to be back and become slaves again, but I think it's more horrible to lead others back to slavery again. So be careful which voice you echo. Can I tell you something? As a preacher, this is my number one temptation when it comes to arguments with my wife. I'm always tempted to use my argument and tell my wife that this is from God so that it's end of argument already. <laughs> But I know that I cannot do that because I cannot muddle black and white because I want to still recognize black and white. Wouldn't it be nice if I just say to my wife, God told me that you should not make away me, you know? <laughs> and she will just follow. No, that does not happen. But are you getting the, the point of this? So, how do we apply this? If you're giving advice to people, I believe that you, you, you should really pray and discern that, Lord, may I speak your truth. May I not just fuel the anger, the hatred that the person, other person is sharing. And I, I want to remember, remind you of this truth. When a story is told, there are always two sides to a story. Do you agree? So, be careful if the story is just from the person. You need to hear the other side also. You might be giving a you, you might be you might be presented a different view. Maaring hindi totoo yung nakikita mong picture. That's why you'll also give a not so true advice. Nakukuha niyo? So lalo na ko po kapag nabibigay ka ng advice sa mga taong mag-asawa, always pray that Lord, these people are married. How do I be an instrument so that their married marriage can be strengthened through my advice? Kasi minsan tayo gatong eh. Can you say that person gatong? May magre-reklamo sa'yo, ay grabe, Mari, alam mo ba yung ginawa sa'kin? Ganito. Hindi man lang ako na-appreciate ng asawa ko. Ay, Mari, iwanan mo na yan. Ba't ba ganyan mga lalaki talaga? ba? Nag-escalate na. Alam mo ba yung lolo ko? Ganito. Alam mo ba yung nanay ko? Ganito. Lahat na. But be careful. Which flame are you feeding? Are you learning so far? Are these hard truths good so far? Amen. But there is good news. Let me do the story natin. Numbers chapter 14, verse 7 to 9. Buti na lang, may dalawang spies that echoed God's voice. And this was Joshua and Caleb. Here's what they said. The land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, He will bring us safely into that land and give it to us. It is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of the land. They are only helpless prey to us. They have no protection. But the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. Quick hyperlink lang ulit sa Genesis 3 so that you appreciate the technicality of the verses we're reading now. This is like again a recreation of the challenge in the garden. The Canaanites, the giants that they saw, represented the serpents tempting the spies. And Joshua and Caleb are like the redeemed version of Adam and Eve, telling them the truth from God. 
Pero you know what happened? Ang ending ng story, they did not listen to Joshua and Caleb. In fact, they wanted to stone them. And then God appeared at the tabernacle. And here's what God said. I will pardon them as you have requested. But as surely as I live, and as surely as the earth is filled with the Lord's glory, not one of these people will ever enter that land. They have all seen my glorious presence and the miraculous signs I perform both in Egypt and in the wilderness. But again and again, they have tested me by refusing to listen to my voice. Now, that is the main reason why the journey, instead of just taking 11 days from, from Mount Sinai to the Promised Land, it took them 40 years. It's because God never permitted them already to enter the Promised Land. They, they wandered in the wilderness until they die. That generation, that's why it's 40 years. Only Joshua and Caleb can enter. So it's like a replay of what happened in the Garden of Eden to Adam and Eve. So be careful with what you want. Pero have you ever asked this? Bakit ganun, no? If the Lord is good and loving, why did He permit, why did He prevent or not allow the Israelites to enter the Promised Land? As I was reading this, I was asking the same question. Lord, bakit nga ba? Diba? Mapagpatawad ka naman, Lord. Diba? Diba? Mabuti ka naman. Bakit hindi sila hinayaan? Pero if you go back to what they were saying, this, the people said that, Lord, we don't want to enter, return us to Egypt. Lord, ayaw namin sa promised land. Kasi yung mga asawa at anak namin, mapapakinabangan lang ng iba kasi mamamatay kami in doing so. So if you look at it, God was just like telling them, if that's what you want, go ahead. So be careful with what you want. That's why I, I think it's a reminder for all of us. And I love that we get to read verses like this. Because honestly, when I first read this, I felt that, Lord, but ganon, parang medyo harsh. Did you feel that it's a bit harsh? Is it? But I, as I was reflecting and meditating on it, I, I began to realize that we see the maturity of God. Do you agree? In His love and respect for all of us and our free will, He will allow you to do what you want. Amen? Can you tell the person beside you, God loves you and respects you. Tell that person, He respects your free will. But always remember this, free will and freedom has a consequence that you must be responsible for. That's why when we read verses like this, Exodus 34, chapter 6 to 7, the Lord, the Lord is compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Tama ba? Ganun si Lord? Tama naman. But I love what we're doing now that we're reading the Bible. We're, we're looking at the whole context. If we continue with that verse... The continuation of that verse is this, Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation. Simply put, what are these verses saying? God is saying that because of your free will, 
and the respect and love I have for you, I will let you do what you must do. But also, I will not also prevent the consequence of your bad decisions from happening to you. Amen? God will forgive. We all know that. But precisely because He loves us, He will allow the consequences of our bad decisions so that we change. Wow. Isn't that powerful truth? Amen? Freedom has consequences. Elbow the person beside you. Tell that person, freedom has consequences. So let's move on. Next slide, please. So, can I invite you all to stand up now? We're about to end. So I want you to really pray to God now. Lord, whose voice am I listening to? Are there distractions right now that you have in your life? Maybe like the voice of the serpent telling you to keep up, telling you that you will never be enough. It's the pressure of the world sounding so loud in your head that sometimes you find it confusing. I'm, I'm here to bring you good news today. You want to know what good news that is? Ask me what's that. We have something that the Israelites did not have back then that has permitted them, prevented them from entering the promised land. Back then, remember, if you want to connect with God, you have to be at a certain level of cleanliness. You have to offer a sacrifice. You have to, you have to know the presence of God. God has to be in the tabernacle so that He could speak with you. But today we have Jesus. Amen? God sent Jesus so that 24-7, you have easy access. Can you say that again? Easy access. Whenever the enemy mentions something in your ear, you have easy access. Lord, I want to hear your voice. Imagine if you're like the Israelite and Jesus is not yet there. You hear an enemy whispering to you. You have to get out where you are and find the tabernacle and pray. Now it's, you have easy access. That is Jesus. That's why God sent Jesus to become in our form, the form of man, to finally understand what we are going through. So that when we call out to Jesus, He will answer and He will listen to us. But the premise is this. I want you to, to pray for this deeply today. The premise is this. You must be able to recognize the voice of Jesus amidst the clutter of noise that you hear. In John chapter 10, verse 27, it says there, My sheep listen to my voice. So today, we'll do things a little bit different. We'll sing a lot of songs. We'll dwell more in the presence of God. But I want your prayer to remain and ask God, Lord, can you hone the ears of my mind the ears of my heart so that even when there are loud noises of pressure, of sin, of lies, of worries, of doubts, of fear, of trauma, I can recognize you.
Father, today we make a special decision. We will decide to follow you again. And Father, that decision will remain. Even if we fail again tomorrow, we will decide to follow you again. A week from now, if we fail again, we will decide to follow you again. A month from now, if we fail again, we will decide to follow you again. Years from now, if we fail again, we will decide to follow you again. Because we believe that you are the God who never forsake us. You are the God who never allowed us to remain losers. You are the God who will always guide us so that eventually we can achieve your perfect plan for our lives. That's why today we want to cooperate with your will. Give us the strength to overcome sin. Give us the strength to overcome worries. Give us the strength to overcome the challenges that we face with your love and with your power. In Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Subscribe to Feast Radio and open yourself to God's grace. For more podcasts like these, visit feast.ph radio.